0: Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Let's, let's move on. Can we go ahead down this, this road that we've been going? I, I want to continue on The Power of the Unified Family. In 1938, Harvard University researchers, they did decades long, decades, decades, which means the study was more than one decade. A decade is 10 years. And they did decades uh, long of a study to find out What makes us happy in life? And Harvard researchers, in 1938, from 19, they done a study for decades, trying to discover what makes people, uh, really, uh, really happy in life. The researchers gathered health records from participants from all around the world and asked detailed questions about their lives at two year intervals. So every two years they went and interviewed these same people again. For decades. A couple years passed, they would interview all these people again. A couple years would pass and they would interview these same people again. For decades. And different people from all around the world. Now, contrary to what you might think Uh, It is that makes people happy. It was amazing what they found in their research. Now, the reason I'm sharing this with you is because the devil will try to deceive you, those of you who are married, that your happiness is outside of your marriage. Can I go ahead? And if you're single... The only way you're going to be happy is to get married. Ooh, Jesus. So contrary to what you might think, what makes people happy in life, it was amazing it was not career achievement. Here's another one. Wasn't money. Because if it was money, the people who had the most money would be the most happy. And they're killing themselves. Isn't that amazing? You got enough money to go anywhere you want in the world on a private jet because the jet is yours. And you want to die. Ooh, Jesus. Jesus. They got it, want to die, you dying trying to get it. So contrary to what people might think, money is not the thing that makes people happy in life. Healthy diet, etc. we can go on and on and on. The most consistent finding they learned through 85 say 85, through 85 years of study, through 85 years of study is the thing that makes people the most happy in life is positive relationships. They discovered that positive relationships keeps us Happier, healthier, and it causes us to live longer. So not being happy shortens your lifespan. And you don't have enough, enough life left. Come on, look at somebody and say, he's talking to you. Yeah, you don't have enough life left to live it unhappy. Life's too short to live unhappy. Can I work with this thing? And there's nobody on the planet that you could marry that would make you happy. If you ain't happy, nobody can make you happy. So you don't marry to make somebody happy. You marry them to help. Not make you happy, but to help to fulfill your purpose. Give me something else, Jesus. they don't like this. <laughs> so it's clear that relationships affects us physically. <clears throat> it affects us spiritually. Relationships affects us intellectually. So the key to happiness in life is having good, godly relationships. Oh, Jesus. So when God said, when he looked at Adam, I share with you the last time we were together, it was amazing that God said, and God said, In verse 6 of Genesis 1. And God said in Genesis chapter uh, 1 verse 8. And God said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 13. And God said on the 4th day 19. And God said on the 5th day of 23 verse 23. And God said in Genesis 1 31 day number 6. God said that everything that he had declared. God looked at it. And God said for 6 days. God created God said it was good and for the first time in history God looks at something that he created and God said it's not good he didn't say it wasn't good about the light in the lesser light He didn't say it was not good about the animals in the sea or the animals who walked upon the earth or the birds who flew in the air or the gold and the silver and all that he created. He said it was good. God saw it and said it's good. But then he looked at his highest form of creation and he said it's not good. And the reason that he said to Adam It is not good is because the reason, his purpose for existing could not come to fruition by himself. So the animals could fulfill their purpose. The birds could fulfill their purpose. The fish in the sea could fulfill their purpose. But Adam could not fulfill his purpose by himself. And God said it's not good. And if it was not good for Adam, it's not good for you, brother. Oh Jesus! Nugget number one, please. Let's let's go through our nuggets. Is it warm in here? Or is it just me? It, it, it's warm in here. Somebody over here. It's all. It's just you. Amen. Nugget number one. Ready? Read. We read this last week. Ready? Read. God so arranged that you cannot carry out purpose. Purpose. Say purpose. You can't carry out purpose. So you don't get married for sex. Somebody back here say that's deep. So it's deep in the back of the church. You, you shallow swimmers, y'all stay up close here because it's deep back there. No, you, don't, you, don't, you don't marry because somebody physically look good because they're decaying every day. Ooh, Jesus. You marry somebody because of purpose. And there's nothing worse than being hooked up in a relationship that is holding you back from purpose. It's frustrating. You're trying to go somewhere, and you marry somebody who don't want to go nowhere. You you want something out of life, and you marry somebody who don't want nothing, unless somebody give it to them. So you marry for purpose. You don't marry because somebody's pretty. You've heard me say it and I'll say it again. Pretty is overrated. And you're going to be frustrated if that's all she is. If that's all he is, is handsome. Pretty and can't cook. How you going to raise your daughter and don't teach her how to cook? Now, this is before DoorDash that this just started my wife said that's a, it's the truth I mean that's one of the best ways to settle down your husband honey I know we haven't been getting along like we need to but come on in this kitchen sit, sit, sit down sit down right there don't you move man and put one of the meals on him and cook it with love. Speak over it. Huh? And then throw some flour on your face so when you come out, he can see you working. (laughs) Come on now. That'll do something to him. I know it's an old cliche, you know, that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. But it works wonders when you cook a good meal. Man, something happened when my wife told me, sit down. And she go to doing what she does and don't want me to move. And she'll say, let me serve you. My kids grew grew up hearing that from, from their mother. She did them the same way. Sit down, boys. Let me serve you. So, so, so my son struggle with any woman who don't have a servant's heart because that's what they sing their mama do. One of the first things that Remiah, you all know Remiah, one of the first things she did, she went to my wife and she said, how does Darrell like uh, so and What does Darrell like? And then asked her, uh, uh, how do you cook it? She said, give me the recipe. Didn't she do it? Say, give me the recipe. Well, he likes this, like, I never cooked that. Give me the recipe, mom. Recipe. And the girl started learning what the boy liked. I'm not not standing here saying my son never thought about leaving, but he didn't leave. You hear what I'm saying? Man, that girl's trying to make it happen. Oh, let, let, let me go on now. Now, I'm not saying the other one didn't do, but but I know that one, I, I know personally because she called all the time. And then she would, I'd come home and she'd be in the kitchen with my wife trying to learn how to do it. Because she was really serious about holding on to her man. And she got him. If she's here today, let me tell you, you got him. You got him more than you know, girl. You, is she here? Yeah, there she is. There she is in the green. Yeah, you got him. That Ed Touffe hooked him. <laughs> Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, nugget number two, please. Let's, let's move forward. Nugget number two. Ready? Read. Put that on me now, please. That young man, yeah, put it on me. Nugget number two. Unity is necessary to carry out purpose beyond yourself. I'm hot. Will anybody be offended if I take my coat off? Can, would, would that be all right, sweetheart? Take my coat off? Yeah, come get this. Uh, man, this is made for Alaska. <laughs> up there trying to be cute and burning up. <laughs> man, look, look at uh, number two. Unity is necessary to carry out purpose beyond yourself. Purpose, look at number three, nugget number three. Purpose is to exist For a beneficial reason outside of yourself. So, so God could be blessing you, not for you, but he could be blessing you because of who you're connected to. There's somebody God wants to get something to, and he's using you to get it to him. So you could be, brother or sister, living a blessed life because of who you're married to. God is answering your spouse's prayer. God is answering your husband or your wife's prayer before they ever met you. They told God how they wanted to live and where they wanted to live and and who they wanted to be with. And you're the answer. And so God is blessing you brother to be a blessing to her because what she asked God for it can't come back void. Because if God said he's going to bless you he's going to bless you. But that blessing is going to come through somebody. Okay, y'all act like y'all don't want to believe me. If you are married Your life is a direct reflection of that man you married. You live where you live because of him. If you're on welfare, it's because of him. Because when you marry him, you didn't just marry his physical anatomy, you marry the way he thinks. And he's cute and he's handsome, but his thinking is jacked up. So when you marry somebody, you marry their mind. Brothers, when you marry a woman, you don't just marry her hips and fingertips. You marry the way she thinks. And you cannot prosper in this life if you don't have prosperous thoughts. Impossible. I said impossible. You cannot live any higher than your thoughts. What nugget are we on? Look at nugget number four. Brothers, stand up. Every man. Every man, stand up. Ladies, read. Uh, the men can't hear you. Ladies, read. Ladies, would you read it again? I don't want you to sit down. I want you to stand because women need to see it. Because this modern culture is against you. And this modern culture is saying you're not necessary. They're trying to find a way to have babies without you. And two women are starting families without you. And they're not starting families, they're starting a mess. They're sowing to the wind. The world don't know what they're doing. The time, it hasn't come, but the time is going to come because there's going to be a manifestation of the stuff we're doing. We're going to get a harvest on this craziness that we're engaging in. When kids are going to school saying that they have two parents and they're both females or they're both males. We're going to get a harvest on that. And I'm asking you men to stand because you need to know that in spite of this modern culture, in the heart and the mind of God, you are important to the plan of God. And I want you to remain standing. That's why the devil fights you so hard. That's why it's so much pressure for you to leave your children. And that's why it's such a strong spirit to try to make you a playboy. A cool cat. Having sex with ladies everywhere and dropping off babies. All those women are not hot after you because you're that good looking. You're under attack. And the devil's trying to mess your life up. And just like Samson, you're going to mess around and Delilah is going to get your eyesight. And I want you to know, men of God, and notice what I called you, a man of God. That's why the devil hates you. That's why he works overtime to try to prevent men from coming to church. And if they come to church, that they don't engage like they're men of God. The people who should be praising and worshiping God in a service with all their might is not the women. Your wife should be learning how to praise God. Your son should be learning how to praise God. Your daughter should be learning how to praise God by watching you. It's not cool for you not to praise God. That's barbershop gospel. You've been listening to a man who doesn't praise God. And how can a man who doesn't praise God tell you that it's not necessary not to praise God? So you're basing your life on what you heard on the block. You're walking around quoting things like you read it in the Bible. And you heard it in the barbershop, you heard it on the assembly line. Or you heard it in the club. Come here young, come here young buck, let me show you, let me tell you, you know how how you handle women. You got to put your foot down on them every now and then. Every now and then you got to shake them up. You got to let them know that you're the boss. So come on, come on here. Come here, young buck. You just got married? Come on, sit on down here. I'll get my hair cut in a minute. Let me, let me talk to you. Let me, let me show you. Let me tell you what you need to do to control your woman. And God didn't tell you to control her. You to love her. And say Satan works overtime to give a distorted view in the church of what the church is supposed to be like. Men are supposed to lead. I know I'm gonna make some of you ticked off, but here we go. When Jesus decided that he needed people to help him to change the world, he chose 12 men. I can feel that spirit coming against me. But it's all right. Greater is he. That's in me than this modern cultural spirit that is endeavoring to empower women and dethrone men. It's a Luciferian spirit. It's a spirit of of Jezebel. Jezebel. Call it women's liver, anything you want to call it. It's a spirit of Jezebel. And is in the church. Because the men haven't taken their rightful place because they haven't always been welcome to take their rightful place because of the reverend. Acting and looking like a pimp. That's why at Harvest Church, I have men serve me. I don't need no woman bring me no water unless it's my wife. And I don't need no woman coming up here putting a cape on me after I get finished preaching. I'm not Dracula. Are you following me? Now, I have you standing for a reason. I have you standing because it's important that your wife admire you, not me. Come on, ladies. Don't play with it. But for the rest of this year, ladies, if you'll give him to me, And don't fuss with him when he comes home. I got some teachings my wife will verify. I've been studying for two to three years that I've been waiting to get the men of this house to take them away from Harvest Church out of town at a private place where we can get together and talk about being men of God. Being real men of God. Our sons need to see it. Our daughters need to see it. And our wives are craving for it. Ladies, read it out loud again before the brothers sit down. Did you hear that, brothers? You are important. So when you don't come to the house of God, that's not just you staying home. There's something invisible working. Because when it's time to come to the house of God, there's nothing more important than that. Because as a man of God, you can't tell your family to go to church. You have to take your family to the house of God. Ladies, one more time. You may be seated, brothers. Give them a hand, sisters, would you? Because they're important. Men are important to the plan of God. That's why there's such a strong satanic attack against men. I don't think it's an accident that most of the abortions were male children. Satan's been trying to kill the male from the beginning. Aborting baby boys, it's nothing new. Boys died because of Jesus. The devil was after Jesus and had every male child killed from two years old and younger. Satan's been trying to stop the plan of God. And the way you stop the plan of God in the family is you stop the man. Even from knowing who he is. Jesus. Come on, ladies, tell the truth. something happens to women thank God for the praise and worship team thank God but something happens to women when women hear men sing it's not an accident that most of the successful groups are males come on you all remember the temptations and the four tops and the spinners the stylistics the shylights the dramatics and I know there was others but I mean the male groups far outnumbered the female I mean we had the Supremes and, and, and the, the emotions boy I like the emotions I had a flashback. I was in Vietnam, though. Emotions got me through it. Don't call my neighbor. Come to me. Let's go. Come on, let's get saved. Nugget number, number five. Nugget number five. I'm back, I'm back. Nugget number five. Ready, read. Satan hasn't changed his strategy. Satan hasn't changed his strategy. He is still trying to dupe men through women. I did hear one sister. Satan hasn't changed his strategy. He is still trying to destroy men Women, Ooh, God. show me a man that's not fulfilling the call of God on his life. It's not measuring up to all of what God has called him to do. Show me a man who's dragging his tail concerning spiritual things, and I guarantee you, you'll find a woman somewhere. Guarantee you, I guarantee you, when the dust settles, you'll find a woman, So I don't care if it's on the job, on his iPhone, on his iPad, you'll find a woman somewhere tickling his ear. Now, you brothers, y'all turning like statues. Because Satan has not changed his strategy. He couldn't get to Adam directly in the garden. So he went after Adam indirectly. Brothers, come on now. You can't do all of what God has called you to do when there's no peace in the house. You can't even sleep good. Come on now. You can't even sleep good when things are not copa steady in the marriage. When there's no relationship going on. You don't even sleep sound. You don't even want to sleep. You ain't upstairs studying that much and praying? You're agitated. because there's no peace. Whew, this is good stuff. I, I I said, this is good, this is good stuff. N- nugget number six, it's a nugget day. Remember, come on, remember the principle. Your master, and all of us got one. And Jesus said, I am not your master. Because if I was your master, you would obey me. Come on, let's stay Bible. He said, you say one thing with your mouth, but your heart is far. You come to church, you sing the songs out of your mouth, but your heart. That's why your religious duties only last for a few hours on Sunday morning." Because your heart. You only look at your Bible when pastor tells you to turn the chapter and verse. And after that, you never pick it up again, perhaps until next Sunday. Because your heart. You sing the songs, but your heart. And Jesus said, I am not your master. You lie and you speak not the truth. Because if I was your master, you would do what I tell you to do. And then he turned to a group of people who were trying to fake him out like they were a part of his church. And Jesus got fed up and he turned to me. He says, you're of your father, the devil. He said this to church religious folk. He said, you're of your father, the devil, and his deeds you will do. Because if I was your master, you would be doing what I told you to do. Who's your master? on Monday You see if Jesus was the master of a married man and a married woman they could never get a divorce Because the master master Jesus he hates divorce Who God And the only time Jesus agreed with divorce is when there was fornication Y'all didn't catch that. The only time you have biblical grounds for a divorce of, of sexual intimacy is when there's, when there's fornication. Not adultery. Adultery is the sin of the flesh. Ooh, Jesus, look at your faces. (laughs) And we're required of God to forgive a person who has engaged in the sins of the flesh because all of us potentially could yield to the sin of the flesh. Boy, this is... Nugget number seven, let's let's close on this. What's, what's that baby? Yo, for fornication. What kind of church y'all go to? Y'all don't know what fornication is. <laughs> Man, I can pick up thirty people just with my eyes closed, and they can tell you what fornication is. <laughs> oh, Nugget number seven. Look at number seven. Ready? Read. Obedience and disobedience is so powerful. Obedience and disobedience is so powerful. When you obey God, you release all of the angelic hosts to work on your behalf. And when you disobey God, you release the demons to operate in your life and your family. All of them are angelic beings, and all of them are waiting to fulfill their assignment. Angels are waiting on you to do something, to say something. So are demons. Ooh, Jesus. Is is, is this good? I I said, is is this good? Now, let's, let's look at something now. How much time do I have? I got five minutes. Go to Ezekiel 28. Ezekiel chapter 28. And, and let's look at verse number 11. You dare say amen. Uh, let, what, where did I say? Verse 11? Let's, let's look at that. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, man, this is powerful. Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, thus saith the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Am am I right? You were, uh uh-oh, uh oh, oh my goodness. Look at this. You ready? You were in Eden, the garden of God. Good God of mercy. So Lucifer, well, we have to go to Isaiah 14. We won't go there today. But but Satan wasn't always Satan as you call the devil. He was first Lucifer. He was an archangel over the music department in glory. And, oh God, I want to... I want to yeah. But come on, look at this. You are in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your soul... Lucifer was a covering. Come on, we already dealt with the former lessons about the difference between a covering and a lid. Starting to make sense to you now? Lucifer was a covering, He he was responsible for something. He was covering something. And notice what it says, that you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was uh, was your covering. The sodas, the topaz, the diamond. Come on, ladies, get excited. The beryl of the oxen, the onyx, the jasper. Come on, ladies, the sapphire. The turquoise, the emerald. With gold, with gold, not silver, with gold. Not gold plated, with gold. <clears throat> Ooh, Jesus. The workmanship of your... Trembles uh, and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. Look, look at verse fourteen. Now stop. You were. Come, come on! Don't act like you can't read. You were the. So Satan was anointed. He was an anointed cherub who covers. So he was a covering. And you don't need a covering unless there's something to cover. That's why the devil hates you, men. Because you replaced him as the covering. Come on now, you know how you personally have to fight your flesh when you see somebody doing something that you were supposed to do. That was my job. And I fooled around and messed around and they appointed somebody else by not coming to work on time. But I did come to work, but I was in the bathroom sleep. Ooh, Jesus, you were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. It's God talking. He said, I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created. So God is saying, there's no way you can be more powerful than me. I created you. You are perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity. Come on now. What does that mean? That means Satan had a choice. Just like you, got a choice. And you're only in deception when you think that you can disobey God and your life is going to ultimately turn out all right. Eventually, you are going to shipwreck. I don't care how much money you make making. You'll be amazed how fast money can dry up out of the will of God. Look, look at this. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Oh God. My time is gone, but let me just give you this. Are you all Are you ready? So when God created Adam and Eve or let's back up created Adam because when God created Adam Eve was in him Now this just pastor house translation This is my version of the Bible You don't have to take this This is just you know me talking because I have this Uh, extraordinary mind that just has an imagination that is just I mean it just can just go and and I'm thinking in my mind that when God looked down in the garden and saw Adam (laughs) walking through the garden in the cool of the day (laughs) God said this is not good And put him to sleep. And while he was asleep, God took that out. I, 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 I can only use my wife. Sweetheart, would you just come? Would you just walk, walk across there? I just, want y'all, I just want y'all to see what God took out of me. See, see, come on, come on, don't, that's all right. Right. See, come on, because that ain't in me. Come on back this way, that's enough, that's enough. You you see that? So so no brother, no man got even been walking like that. God took that out. That's why when a homosexual man tried to act like it wasn't taken out, He overemphasizes. Why? Because it's not natural. That's why when a woman tries to act like a man, she overemphasizes. Why? It's not natural. It's not natural. (laughs) Now, there are things that are making women walk like men, because they're engaging in things that were never designed for me, for women. It wasn't, it wasn't God's design for women to have to try to act hard and act like a man. But we've gotten so far away from God as a nation that we're allowing women to engage in certain things that are giving them this false sense of masculinity. Jesus. Is, is, is this good? So yeah, yeah come on, don't, don't If you're gonna do it, do it right. So so in the garden mother, when God created Adam, Jesus, this is this is crucial. Satan was already there. Because when you get in the garden, Lucifer is called Satan because in heaven he was Lucifer, an archangel over the praise and worship team. But when God kicked his behind out of heaven and he landed on earth, he landed as Satan, as a snake. But Lucifer, Satan, was already in the garden. That's why Eve was not afraid of him. And that's why God jacked Adam up, because Adam knew Satan was in the garden. And if he would have been on his job, Satan never would have had access To his weaker vessel. No man got any business all up in the ear, your woman. And you don't know about it. So Satan knew that he couldn't get Adam. So he went after him indirectly through his, he went after Adam through his woman because the woman had never heard God. And who Jesus preach boy, you can always question what somebody said when they're getting it secondhand. He couldn't do it with Adam because God spoke to Adam. Come on, girl. So he couldn't deceive Adam about what God said. Why? Because Adam heard it. But Eve didn't hear it. She only heard what God said through her husband. That's why you don't marry a man who cannot tell you about God. Ooh, God! So when Satan came to Eve and said, "Have God said?" Come on. Ooh, Jesus! This, this is, this is. Some people say that Satan was trying to get her to doubt what God said. That's not true. And that's what you've been told, but that's not true. He was trying to get her to doubt what her husband said. Good God of mercy. Because how can they walk together? Because if Satan can steal your agreement, if he can steal your unity, he can steal your increase. And I'm out of time. Put your hands together and give God praise and thank him for the word today. Come on, you can do better than that. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. To the degree that your marriage, your union, your relationship will affect and have a profound effect against the kingdom of darkness, that will be the degree that the devil will attack your union. The reason Satan fights your marriage is because if your marriage ever gets totally free, if the two of you ever settle it, I mean settle it in your heart, that no matter what comes or what goes, we are staying together. Then God will be able to trust you now with his true riches. It's not good for a brother to stay single. because you always keep the door open to fornicate, to hunt for silly loose women, even in church. Because there's some in church will give you some. I am. <laughs> but if you ever get a revelation of how powerful that act is you would never touch it without somebody you're in covenant with. It, 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 it's so powerful that if you're not careful, you'll do it in defiance of God saying don't do it. Because it has such a pull. Right, you listen to me. You can be married. It don't make any difference. It can have such a pull because Satan knows what he can do if he can get you over in that arena. When you engage in intimacy with somebody outside a covenant, it makes you psychotic. It messes more than just your flesh, it vexes your soul. A lady here who used to be here years ago, is on the East Coast now. She was sharing with my wife doing one of the encounters. She said that, uh, and she certainly come out to be so true. She said the last frontier for the devil is our children. The last battlefield for the devil is our children. And how is Satan attacking our children today? Through all of this witchcraft, all this satanic stuff on their, on, their, on their cart, on everything. And the whole thing is to, is to introduce them early to sensuality. So now you got eight, nine-year-old girls sexually active. And that's just, not pick on the girls, you got seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old boys sexually active. And this Western mind that we have in America, in the Western world, it's almost blinded us to the Word of God. Because we try to understand the Bible with an American mind. And you can't take the modern culture and measure it to the Bible. You have to take the Bible against the modern culture. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.